Episode 65, What's in Your Suitcase? This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And, I, you know, I say this every few episodes, but we just, like, totally start getting our groove on when that music comes up. We I, do? Yeah, I don't know. It's like bubble happiness just bubbles up knowing that we're going to be talking to you guys. That's right. So we're back this week. Hope that you have all had a wonderful week. We've been dealing with some soggy weather here in Southern California. And, um, yeah, we're, we're behind the mics again. So how's life been treating us this week, honey? Been good. <laughs> well, care to elaborate on that? It's been good. It's been good. We had a pretty mellow week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had some major blowups with Abby, but, um. Yeah, we're, we're just getting really excited about our trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah, we're, we're in the All countdown. of you that have been following us for a while know that. Alisa earned a trip to Puerto Rico uh, last year for her sales achievements with Leah Sofia. And we got a pretty much an all expense paid trip for six days. We're going to be on the east side of the island there. And, you know, we're just excited. I mean, if you've been following us on Facebook, you can follow us at uh, facebook.com backslash one extraordinary marriage. We've uh, mentioned it there a couple of times. I know Elisa and I on our own personal pages we've shared it there and um today i had to just sort of say to everybody's like if you're wondering why i'm so excited and why i keep sharing this is because in the 14 and a half years that elise and i have been married this is our first time going on a vacation that is tropical i'm, I'm gonna take it a step further and say this is probably our first real vacation Married? I, I don't. I, I don't. We've had cons- some fun vacations with the family. Oh, okay. So solo. Yes, just you and I. Yeah, this is like. This is our first. This is like roll, vacation. Yeah, this is like in fourteen roll, and a half years. Yeah, but like longer than two days. And it doesn't involve a backpack or me hiking twenty miles a day. Or and longer than two days. I mean, we've yeah. done like two, three dayers. Yeah, but it usually involved a backpack. <laughs> no, we've gone out like on our honeymoons and stuff. We've only had uh, honeymoon. not honeymoon. Sorry, our anniversaries and stuff to nice places. Yeah, this is one of those though where we can just really relax and let go. So if you don't hear much from us in two weeks, you know why. We will have a podcast for you. We'll probably do that early and and get it up for you guys. Yeah, so uh, it'll probably be a short one because we'll be getting ready. But we love you guys, and we don't want to miss putting up a a podcast either. So so we'll plan for it. We'll plan for it, but it, this is going to be one of those vacations where we get to just sort of like sleep in and like cuddle, make love and sort of get up, hang out by the beach. I don't know. Make love in the jacuzzi, come back home, Not come back to love the, in the jacuzzi. hotel. I want to just keep saying it. Maybe eventually you'll agree with me on that one. And then we can come back and just sort of like make love and then get ready for dinner. I'm thinking we're going to have to bring a crap load of condoms. I, I think you're being overly optimistic. <laughs> I think if you I get, think I would be tired. I think if you get once a day, you're good. 
think about it though. For like seven over- days, it's like the seven day challenge again. Like outside on the balcony at night, hearing the waves crashing. We're gonna have to do that one. That's well, a good I change. Hope, it I up. hope we're on the ocean side. We That's could a, be on the mountain side. Apparently, right. apparently, there are mountain views. All right. Well, we can hear the peacocks or something. Don't they have peacocks over there or something? <laughs> <laughs> Just pulled that one out of nowhere. Or did you actually see peacocks in one of the travel guides? Uh, I pulled that out of nowhere. Okay. I, I'm, I'm assuming there is going to be some sort of exotic bird that yeah, we I can listen to. Yeah, I saw parrots and stuff like that. Okay, in, in parrots are good. Okay. Toucans? <laughs> are toucans out there? Toucans are kind of a rainforest thing. We're, we're Aren't there get, rainforests out there in yeah, that, that area? Yeah, on that side. So, so yeah. we can make love, though, on the balcony. Depending on how big it is. Because we tried to do that in the desert that one time and it wasn't very conducive because of the size. Yes. Yes. So that's going to be a size specific. And and for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, last year when we went on our marriage retreat, we we made love on our balcony. And here's the thing, though. It was like around 10 o'clock at night, 10, uh, maybe 11 o'clock at night. And our balcony was facing the parking lot. (laughs) And Elisa and I were like determined to make love on our well, balcony. Well, we were in the seven days of sex challenge. It was like the last, was it the last night? I know, but we could have made love in our bed. Yeah, but that was, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we had already done like, that. Eh. So it was very interesting because we sort of set up a... Makeshift a tent. Blanket <laughs> so you couldn't see through. And then Elisa just sat, sat on my lap. And that was it. It was very interesting because people were walking by and cars were driving by. So that's I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I mean, we were on the second floor, right? Third floor, second fourth third floor. floor. Yeah, we were sort of up there. So, alrighty, that's our week. So <laughs> we are excited. So we hope that you guys are doing awesome. Spring is here. Mm-hmm. Love is in the air. I hope you guys are loving on each other some way somehow. <laughs> so Lisa just looks at. I, well, I, I'm just like waiting for him to burst into song here. He's got all these little things coming out, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> is he just gonna oh, like no. break into song? No. That, that, that's it. Okay. I'm good. All right. Well, we've had a lot of emails, um, from you guys this week and not a lot that we can share, but know that we are reading them and we're praying for you and we're corresponding with you. Sometimes it just takes us a little while to put our thoughts together because your emails are so packed with what's going on in your lives. Um, so if you've written to us in the last week, we are responding to you, but we just, as we were getting on the air, Tony always puts a little post up on Facebook saying, Hey, we're, you know, getting ready to podcast and so we um, had a brand new listener who is obviously on Facebook right now. And she says, I can't tell you how much I've been enjoying your podcast. I take a van pool to work and I've been listening to them on the 40 minute ride in and then on the way home and during my lunchtime walk. Since I only discovered your podcast last week, I have a lot of catching up to do. I truly feel God has led me to you and your open sharing. Again, thanks. So Bridget, welcome to the one community. We're so glad that you have so many opportunities to get caught up. Um, yeah. You, if you go through any of our posts, you'll see periodically people do come in and, and they're talking about playing catch up and we've had people go on, you know, road trips and apparently we go along with them yeah. and that's one way to get caught up. And it sounds like you've got a lot of, a lot of opportunities to do so. And we look forward to having you as part of our one family. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. And it's always encouraging right before we go on the air to get a little post from someone excited that we're going to be getting on the air. Right. So, and for all of you out there, you have until Thursday, March 24th, there is a huge sale going on called simplify your family life. And, um, this is 30 eBooks normally would be 450 bucks plus to get all of them. 
which includes Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. That's mine and Elisa's book. You can get all of those now for 47 bucks. We will have a link in the show notes down below. So please come to it. I've also posted it up on Facebook. You can go through there. That is an affiliate link. So just so you know, when you do click through that and you buy that, Elisa and I make a little money, which is awesome. If you buy our book, it's awesome. It keeps the lights on and keeps everything running for One Extraordinary Marriage. And it um, it's greatly appreciated. It, it really is. I mean, this is, a, this is a passion for us. This is a love for us. And at the same time, though, we put in numerous hours uh, to keep it all running. So by you supporting us in these ways, it helps us to offset some of those expenses to keep the things running. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Again, I'll, uh, I'll put a link down below. You'll see a big old banner. Just click on that thing and purchase it. it it's good books. It's, you know, I mean, obviously we're excited because our book is included in there and what's, what do we, which I think is the best book out of all of them. Well, what do we normally charge for the ebook? 12 bucks. Okay. So for another 35, 20. $35, that's 47. Yeah, there so you for go. another $35, you get an additional 29 books. And I've started going through some of these other books um, that are included and just phenomenal resources on everything from parenting to intimacy to nutrition to finances to organization. I mean, if you... Minimalism. If you can think of it in relationship to a family life, there's probably an ebook in this bundle um, that will benefit you and your family in addition to having a copy of our ebook. Yeah. Which, if you're listening, you probably would love to have. So why not get this extra special deal? So moving on, another um, email, just a friendly little tip from a, another listener um, up in the Washington State area. She just wanted to share this with the rest of you um, regarding platform bets. I think I think she brings up a good... Okay, read it. I think it brings up a good point for all beds because... Okay, well, let me read it first yeah, and then please. you can... We can talk. She says, we have a platform bed and it is very noisy, which of course causes us to be anxious considering our daughter's room is directly below our room. Mm-hmm. We fixed the problem and wanted to share our solution with others. We placed non-skid drawer... We placed a non-skid drawer liner between the base of the bed and the platform. Our bed is no longer noisy. Life is good. I also want to thank you guys for your podcast and how open you guys are. My husband and I have been married for 17 years and are really just starting to try and get it. We've been coasting for most of the last 17 years. We are starting date night and trying to play catch up on the podcast. Awesome. So what were you going to say about the I I think a lot of us feel that way. I know for us, sometimes our bed starts to squeak. Our son is right next to us and and it does. It, It ruins the mood very quickly. Because we're getting it on and all of a sudden it's sort of like squeak, squeak, squeak. And Elisa starts smiling and busts out into this giggle. And I'm like getting into this and, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, come on. <laughs> Stick with <laughs> Try and me hold here. it together. Stick with me. I'm almost done, you know. And she's like giggling because she's already had her climax. She's already good to go. You know, she's just sort of like, come on now. Let's get it rolling. And. But yeah, that, that, that squeak. And I, I know for us, we've had to make adjustments in our position so the bed wouldn't squeak. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've turned around. sometimes it's only like one side of the bed. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't weird. happen. But we totally feel you. And the way you've come up with, uh, come up with a solution around it, kudos to you guys for doing that. Because that, is, that really shows 
the commitment you guys are making towards your sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And that's rad. I mean, that is so cool because you could just keep blowing it off and just go, ah, well, we can't do that. Or we, because the bed's squeaking and it it just, we're not going to do it. Instead, you, you made, you made a point to, to tackle it. So you can have that sexual intimacy you want. And thanks for sharing it because Mm -hmm. I have to believe that there are other listeners out there that have a noisy bed scenario going on in their own homes. And, and you know, it's tips like this coming from listeners like you that help to strengthen the community. And Mm -hmm. so just really appreciate you taking the time to let us know, um, what that solution might be. And those of you out there with a squeaky bed, try those, uh, non-skid drawer liners and see what happens. Maybe that'll be enough to, you know, quiet it down, quiet it down. So you don't have to worry about the kids Mm -hmm. waking up on you. Now, one of the things that came out of this email and it's going to kind of tie into what we're talking about. is just the fact that this couple has been coasting mm-hmm. for the last 17 years. And Tony's got a, a voicemail um, that he's going to play now. We're just going to kind of pull all this stuff together, but why don't you go ahead and play it, play that voicemail, please. Hey, Tony and Elisa, Jim from wild Rose, Wisconsin here, giving you a call. Um, absolutely love the show. My wife and I, we, we definitely get a lot out of it. Uh, Tony, from your perspective, I get a lot. And Lisa, I appreciate you opening up. And my wife gets a lot out of it as well. So it's really actually very exciting that way. But I do have a question for you in particular, Lisa. And it's, it's around with after having kids, typically women have that little extra on the stomach. And my wife is, she's, she has a little bit of that, and most of the women around obviously do too. And I look online, and I try to think of these workouts because she said, oh, give me a workout. And I, I don't know what to do to help move on from that, uh, to try to flatten that out a little bit. It, the, the extra skin, it's more of what it is. So it's, um, my wife's actually very well seek, but it, she says oh, it's the extra skin she wants to get rid of, and I, I don't know what to do. So he's totally at least I guess I'm a babbler. I didn't never thought I was. But uh yeah, that's that's my question. I just want to say thank you for everything you guys do. Hmm. It's a great blessing. And um yeah, if you could help answer that question, I'd appreciate it. Uh take care. Bye bye. Jim, thank you um so much for calling in. And you know, it's so funny because whenever we get one of those voicemails that cut off, we always think of our friend Tim. So, you know, it's not that you're a babbler. It's just that we only have a limited amount of time on the voicemail recording, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, it's like three minutes, but his first one was only a minute. So I don't know why it cut out. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But you do bring up a good point. And, you know, that whole body after baby, um, that's something that virtually every woman that has had a baby has had to wrestle with because they kind of stretch you in ways that you just never thought your body was ever going to be stretched and getting it back to sort of that pre baby body is mm-hmm. a challenge. Yeah. It's it a is. challenge because for a lot of us, once we have the babies, then we're running around after them. So there isn't a lot of concentrated amounts of time during the day that you can, um, work out for some of us like me. I wasn't raised in a, like my brother played sports, but I never really saw my parents, work out or, you know, do any type of, you know, go to the gym or anything like that. So it wasn't this whole lifestyle right? that, that I was brought up with. I mean, you know, my, like we were talking about suitcases tonight and my suitcase didn't have the workout, you know, 
package in there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's only been probably for me in the last six months. Well, about two years ago, I started taking Taekwondo mm-hmm. and that, that was the beginning of my um, exploration into working out. After kids. After kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I really, I mean, we hiked before kids, but that was more just to spend time together. It wasn't like that was a conscious Right. But we were, thing. but we were working out. I mean, we were, right. I mean, we did a lot of, oh, I was a lot of shape. hiking. I mean, we were doing 20 mile days. Yeah. You had me in good shape. Mm-hmm. Huffing and puffing with my 40 pound pack. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was doing Taekwondo and then that kind of came to an end for me after about a year and a half. And so I had this like six to eight months where I wasn't doing anything. Still kind of had that soft um, belly, you know, Abby's five now. So, you know, it's been, you know, four and a half years that I was still kind of carrying around the softness. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a lot of extra weight, which is a metabolism issue, but um, I still wasn't toned. And it really um, didn't change for me until Tony through his fit marriage website um, started doing a lot of interviewing with different professionals and experts in the fitness field. And mm-hmm. what is working for me right now is that I have been doing the transformation challenge with Holly Rigsby at fit yummy mummy. And we'll put a link to it here um, in the show notes, but Holly is a mom who understands that moms don't have ridiculous amounts of time to go work out. Right. So her workouts are between 15 and 20 minutes. I can squeeze it in before the kids go to school. I can squeeze it in before dinner. I can squeeze it in virtually any time of the day. I can find 20 minutes trying to find an hour to go to the gym. I can't do right. You know, and she makes it very easy to be able to look on your laptop do the workout. You don't need a lot of equipment, you know, and I am seeing results. I've been doing this challenge for 11 weeks, 10, 11 weeks. And my body has changed. Mm -hmm. I work out six days a week, 15 to 20 minutes a day. I am watching what I eat in the sense that I am conscious of what I eat. I don't, for me, I don't weigh everything. I don't count calories but it's a consciousness Mm -hmm. because I'm the grocery shopper in our family. Um, and so if I don't buy junk, we don't have junk. If we're going to have chocolate chip cookies in the house, I'm making my gluten-free chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookies that of course, Tony just had three of before we got on the air. Um, but you know, I can understand Jim where your wife's coming from and that, you know, you just have that last little bit that you're like, Oh, I just want to be toned again. And that's where I was at the end of last year, especially as we were getting ready to go on this trip to Puerto Rico. I was like, I want, I want my bikini body. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to hit the beach at the beginning of April and be like, Oh yeah, in a bikini. And I can, I can wear a bikini and seeing the definition pop out of my arms, seeing the definition pop out in my abs, still not exactly where I'd want to be, but it's a process. I let them go for a long time. Right but I can see over the last 10, 11 weeks where that has changed. And I know that this is going to be because it's so simple for me and it's become a way of life to do my 15 to 20 minutes. I can continue with this without being like, Oh, you know, yeah, I got to drug, drag the kids to the gym or I got to find that hour. You know, I think, um, I think something that's simpler for your wife. The other thing about fit yummy mummy is that there's a great, uh, forum, a good community. A great community. It, she ha, it's called Club FYM. And 
Um, it is a membership site, but the wealth of information that's available there, plus the community women that are, you know, sharing their struggles with, you know, everything from sugar addiction to, you know, husband's out of town and the kids are sick and I really want to get my workout in, but I can't, you know, and you find support there, which I appreciate because it's helped me to get through some of those rough spots in my working out. So, um, long story short, there are workout, whether it's fit, yummy, mummy, or another plan out there. I think if you can find something that will suit the amount of time that your wife has and, you know, allow her to focus on her body and just have that nutritional help as well, because let's face it, what we put into our bodies shows up somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we've got to be conscious of what we eat. So, um, and I'm going to put a plug in for thrive 90 since that is, since that's my program. And Elisa did that with me as well. So she, 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 she did it for a while. She was one of my testers on it. And, uh, she, she dug a lot of those workouts. It's just the community and how Holly has built up her community around moms. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Elisa liked. One thing I will always say, and I tell people who come and comment on fit marriage and ask about fitness, you know, we have a post over there. It's called, uh, your 50 reasons why. Mm-hmm. And it's all about why are you doing this? Because if you don't have a reason and a, and a real strong reason, you're going to, you're going to just give up. So in one reason or two or three aren't enough, in my opinion, you need to have 50 because on that 30th day, when you want to quit and you're done, you can look at that list and go, the reason I'm doing this is so I have a sexy body for my husband or my wife for when I get into bed, you know, so I have the stamina to go hiking with my kids or my family or this or that. It's, it's great for anybody. You, you can use those 50 reasons for anything in your life. Yep. If, if, you're, if your marriage needs 50 reasons, sit down with your spouse and make it happen. It's truly a, a, a thing, a, a tool that can be used so that way you can find the motivation that you need at times when you're low. And you can look at it and realize why you're doing something. So that's, that's just my little plug for fit marriage and Absolutely. thrive 90. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of people change. It's just a different, it's just a different community. We have yeah. Here. There are all different kinds. Of, and you know, I'm active with the fit marriage community in terms of doing a lot of the nutrition and food videos and things like that. So it's, you know, you find different things that work for you, but, um, moving on to tonight's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about what's in your suitcase. And this is, this has really kind of become brought to the forefront for us because we are getting ready for this trip. And, you know, we've been talking about, you know, what are we going to take and, you know, w- what do we need to have? And I got to thinking this past week is that, you know, when we come into marriage, we bring our own suitcases. Yeah. You know, we call it baggage, <laughs> but you've really got to stop and think, okay, what's in my suitcase? Mm-hmm. What did I bring into this marriage? Whether it's, you know, what we've just been talking about with fitness and nutrition, you know, whether or not you had the models to eat healthy exercise, um, or not, or not finances, finances, what did you see modeled when you were growing up? Were your parents savers? Were they spenders? Did they have financial troubles? Do they talk to you about them? 
do they even talk to you about money? Right. Spiritual. Oh. Did, did you, were you, was your family followers of Christ? Were they not? Did you have any? Belief. Belief or exposure to religion or faith or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what about sex? Was it talked about? You know, what does your sex bag look like? You know, mm-hmm. did you did you come from a family that didn't talk about it because it was dirty or taboo or, you know, we're you know, a good family. We don't talk about things like that. Mm-hmm. Or did it just, you know, for whatever reason, your parents weren't comfortable talking with it, so it just never came up? Or did you come from a family where anything goes? You know, you want to find out about the birds and the bees? We're going to tell you about the birds and the bees. Right. You know, and just with some of the messages that we've received over the last few weeks and just with some of the conversation we've been having, we really felt the need to sit down and say, you know, start having the conversation about what we brought in, what you brought in to your marriages, some of those suitcases that haven't been unpacked yet. And yet daily, you know, sit in your living room because they're an issue in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And you've been married for 15 years. You know, like the couple, you know, who I read their email and they talk about the fact that they've been coasting for 17 years and they're just now starting date nights. Which is awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. But that's 17 years of date nights that they've missed out on. Yeah. And maybe that's because date night, you know, date night, I do think is a relatively, and we've talked about this before, is a relatively new phenomena in marriage. But I don't know if it's a relative. It's just, just more talked about. Okay, yeah. Yeah. When we were when we were newly married, it wasn't talked about. It's it's just talked about much more now. Yes. And you know, you think about okay, now I mean obviously they have a daughter. She's gonna start seeing her parents go on dates and see the importance of that in marriage. They've just changed what's going to be in their daughter's suitcase when she marries. Mm-hmm. You know, our children are going to have different financial suitcases because they hear us talk about money all the time to the point where, you know, we've talked about wanting to, you know, down the road, buy a larger home, not anything crazy, just a little bit bigger than what we've got right now. And so we're driving around. I think we were going, I think we were going on date night. Mm -hmm. I think we were taking the kids to the sitters and Little Abby from the back seat says, well, mom, why don't we just put the extra money? You know, why don't we just put it into our budget? And then when we've saved up enough money, we can buy a new house. And I almost cried because here she's figured out that this is how we get something. Mm-hmm. At age five, she knows you got to put it into the budget and save up for it. And then when you have enough money, you can go and get it. Yep. You know, I didn't have that financial suitcase. I didn't either. I mean, my, my parents didn't talk about money until we got to the point where my family actually, my parents declared bankruptcy when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that on, on previous. The, the previous podcast um, when we talked about our finances very early on. But that experience of having gone through bankruptcy as a teenager dramatically changed my financial suitcase that I brought into our marriage and has 
impacted and continues to this day to impact our financial situation mm-hmm. because it, it, it colors my world. You know, unfortunately, we've been able to pack a different suitcase together, one where we, you know, because we are so open about our finances, we've been able to come to the same page. But that's been a labor of love on Tony's part because it hasn't been easy for him. Mm-mm. You know, and sometimes he's probably wanted to pull his hair out and, you know, tie me up and stick me in a corner just... <laughs> I don't know if I ever was going to go that far. But there have been many frustrating times. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because of that. And, you know, I invite you this week to really think about these different areas of your marriage where you've brought baggage in that maybe your spouse isn't even aware that you're carrying this baggage. Yeah. And a lot of this goes back to what we were talking about last week when we were talking about orgasm. And helping to pleasure our wives and learn well many of you and and guys as well i mean i'm going to talk about my gosh my suitcase when it came to sex in my house my mom could barely talk about it um i don't think i think my mom talked about it briefly um and it was more of one of those like okay mom this is really embarrassing so i'm gonna just sort of turn around and walk away and that was about it for my mom. Um, from my dad, my dad always told me one thing: don't get a girl pregnant. And I don't. Re- and that was probably in my high school years when I started hearing it. Maybe my junior, senior year. And at that point in time, I was like, "Okay, Dad. Well, I won't get a girl pregnant. I'm really not even sure how to do it yet. I mean, don't, don't forget. It. I mean, I was, I was." Going to high school in the late 80s, it's not as sensualized as now. I mean, it just wasn't talked about as much. Um, I really didn't talk about it with my buddies that often. So in my own mind, I don't even know if I knew how the heck it was done. Even though there was sex ed, I didn't really pay attention to that class either. So uh, I come from a household where it was pretty, it, it was, it was, pretty tight lip when it came to sex mm-hmm. and it was like that for most of my adulthood until recently since at least and I've been doing the one podcast that my parents are more open about talking about it now I still remember having a con- like you and your brother years ago being at the table with your mom and your dad and I, you and your brother were talking something about sex and your dad like put his hands down on the table and he's like not at the sacred table and it's still kind of this joke about the sacred table now because your parents have definitely relaxed a little yeah, a lot a lot a lot but you know it was true i mean even when we first you know we're dating and i had moved out here and you know and the idea, your mom your mom had actually kind of i mean i thought she was pretty loose in terms of, you know, at least being tolerant to the conversation. I mean, it wasn't like she was bringing it up. But if you and your brother started talking about sex or making innuendo or anything like that, she was usually the one giggling while your dad was about ready to blow a gasket. Mm-hmm. And that tainted, you know, what you hear now, us being very open and free and sharing who we are, that's not who we were when we came into this marriage. <laughs> Not by a long shot. <laughs> Not by a long shot. I mean, 
you know, what we talked about last week about helping your wife achieve a, an orgasm and helping her or having her show you that took us years. And, you know, we want that to be known that this is a process that can take time. It's not something that we got to in two weeks. I mean, we're talking that took, you know, where we got to the point where Elisa and I could spend time talking like that. I mean, that was probably a good handful of years of our marriage getting to that point. So the baggage that we brought in being able to talk like this to each other has had layers and we've had to continue to peel back those layers Mm -hmm. so that way we can get closer. And there are times when those layers come back up, you know, we don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We don't want to share those innermost feelings because that brings out our vulnerability. And even though this is a safe relationship that Elise and I have, you still feel very vulnerable when you open up like that. Mm-hmm. As much as I would love to say that, oh my gosh, I just share freely everything that goes through my head with Elisa, unfortunately, it doesn't. And in the bedroom, sometimes that's the case as well. And so when you come into a marriage, and, and heck, you may be married 10 years now, and you've never opened that suitcase, or you have tried, but it keeps getting shut. I would say continue to talk, continue to discuss, bring it up at different times, learn, find out why the, why this discussion is constantly being shut down. You know, maybe there's something really going on back there that you don't know about that hasn't been discussed with you. You know, months ago we brought up a book called Bose Cafe and I still to this day recommend that all of you read it. Um, one of the best things about Bose Cafe that the authors talk about there are the masks that we wear. And we wear a lot of them and different ones and at different times. And when we, when we wear those masks, we can't be fully loved the way we want to. And we can't fully reveal who we are because we're trying to live through this mask. And so even though... We just uh, uh, for for description, you know, in our suitcase, we may have 200 different masks in there that all have been brought into our marriage or that we have put on through our marriage. Mm-hmm. And even though one comes off, one might get put back on. And now that one comes off and everything stays off for two weeks or a week and then three or four go back on. And that happens for both husband and wife. We do this in our marriage and it's tough. I'm not going to say it's easy. I wish we could all just have the little magic pixie dust and be done with it, but it doesn't. What I can say is loving your spouse, praying for them, praying for yourself for wisdom and guidance on how to talk about specific issues that might be settling in that suitcase is key. You need it. Um, When it comes to sexual intimacy, though, I think 
there's a there's a big issue that gets brought up. A, a lot of it gets brought up because of how we were taught and how we were told sex is. Some of us, me not being brought up even in a church environment or a Christian home was still bought, brought up that sex wasn't good. I mean, my dad's whole thing was don't get a gal pregnant. That was sort of scary to me as a 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old man or boy, I should say, you know, that's sort of scary. So, you know, if you were brought up in a Christian household where I have known folks who have, where it was really strict, my goodness, how hard it might be for you to overcome that and for you to let loose and open up and be able to touch yourself, male and female, to tell your spouse, male and female, how you like to be touched. That's tough. That's peeling away a lot of onion Mm -hmm. to get there. I can say though that you can do it. Well, and you know, something that we've talked about repeatedly is that if you have created an environment where your marriage is a safe place and and that's the key here, your marriage has to be a safe place. It has to be a place where you can say to your spouse, I like that or I don't like that and have whatever your feedback is be accepted. If you're not open to trying something, if something doesn't feel good, your spouse needs to respect those feelings. Mm-hmm. Because the only way that, that things are going to change is if there's a a sense of respect and trust. And who knows what what may not be comfortable now in another five years as you've built this this wealth of trust, you may say, you know what? Okay, let's try. You know, I'm open to try it. Mm-hmm. I still might not like it, and we might only do it once, but we can try it. You know, when when you've had all of these, you know, like, well, this this is the only position for sex. You know, you know, if you brought it, you know, man on top, missionary style, boom, that is what sex is. Then, when you hear about or you see something that's different, it kind of rocks your world. Mm-hmm. And for some, it makes them feel very uncomfortable. And for others, it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe we could try that. You know, honey, what do you think about trying this position? You yeah. know, and that's part of the that's part of the conversation. I, I will have to say, I think at least and I did missionary style for years, years, years. I mean, we we knew no better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we knew. Um, it wasn't until we started exploring that we realized, wow, there's more out there. We had to come at it open-minded, though, too. Mm-hmm. See, part of the thing with that suitcase, if if one of you comes to the the table with such a closed mind and such a narrow focus, you may miss out on some of the most wonderful things that could ever happen in your marriage. And I feel bad for you because I think it's something that's so beautiful that by just thinking that it's bad or it's naughty or it's dirty, you're missing out on something that, geez, God wants you to have. 
And don't forget, folks, what happens in your bedroom, it's your bedroom. It's you, your spouse, and God. Nobody else needs to know what happens in your bedroom. If you two are okay with it, then so be it. I don't care if you're hanging from the chandeliers. Dang it, I mean, honestly, I don't care if, if, you, if you're doing 30 positions in an hour. If that's what your lovemaking session is like, heck, go for it. Be happy. Enjoy it. It's between you, your spouse, and God. And I'm telling you, God is smiling down on you because you're enjoying something that he created for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I want to continue to point out. Elise and I will throw things out there at times that will hopefully open up your mind. And always, whenever we point stuff out there, it's between you, your spouse, and God. I, you don't need to tell me. You don't need to tell your mom. You don't need to tell your best friend. And honestly, you shouldn't be. Okay, well, Elise and I tell you guys stuff. But that's what the one podcast is about, Right. Well, we're going to tell you what we're doing sometimes because we're hoping that we're going to allow you to feel comfortable in that bedroom with your loved one to do something different. The only thing I have to interject there is that when you and I share, we're sharing together. Yes. Yes. And that, that right there, and this is just a little side note, is the difference. When you take your stuff... Whether it's, you know, what happens in your bedroom, what's happening with your spouse or what's happening. And you are the only person that tells another person that is hurtful to your marriage. Okay. What Tony and I do on the air here, because we're doing it together and we can keep each other in check and balance here. Not harmful. Mm, Right. So I just, I want to make that clear because I know sometimes it's very easy to fall into the And I'm just going to speak from a wife's point of view here because I cannot speak for what men do. But sometimes wives get together and one wife brings up some gripe about her husband. And the next thing you know, you've got the little catty wives going, oh, yeah, my husband does that too. And cut it out, ladies. Maybe you had a bad day. Keep your bedroom, keep your problems to yourself. You don't need to be tearing down your husband to other people. Right. So just yeah. a little side note there because that bugs me. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally I, I totally agree with you on that. So, I mean, the baggage, it's in there. We compartmentalize it. I ask that you seek out each other, talk to each other, find time in your day each day. If you're working through some of this stuff, it's stuff that you cannot bring up once a week. You got to be willing to jump in there. And like I said earlier, you know, the 50 reasons why this might be a time in your, in your marriage where you're just sitting here going, crap, it it just blows. Just sucks. You know what? We've been there. I know that feeling. Do you not think when we lost Andrew, our son, I did not ever think we were going to come out of that hole. It sucked. Our lives sucked. You know, we crawled our way back out of that. By the grace of God, we did, you know, and it was long and it was treacherous and it hurt. Sex was non-existent for months. I mean, 
we ended up getting pregnant with Abby four months later, and that was, by gosh, a godsend because I, I don't even remember it. You know, it was just one of those, okay, I guess we're just doing this for the heck of it. You know, this is one of those times in your lives where you may be sitting down together and you're writing out the 50 reasons why your marriage matters. Why is it? I don't know it. Elisa doesn't know it, but you guys do. And it might be a time for you guys to sit down and talk about that. Why your marriage matters. If your sex life is dull and it's boring, this is a time to start talking about it. And maybe this will give you reasons why that you're sticking to it, a plan of talking to each other nightly, daily about how you're opening up, how you're seeing your marriage and the intimacy in your marriage differently. Because I know from being somebody who was very closed minded at times and narrow visioned how it would impact Elisa and our marriage and me because I was so rigid. I never saw the goodness that could come out of it. But once I started taking those blinders off a little bit and allowed myself to grow and open up, I now see how wonderful things can be. It's a process. And it's one that we have to be willing to take upon ourselves and know that God is right there walking beside us, loving us all the time. He's there. And in those times when we are hurting and we, when we are down, he's there picking us up and he's carrying us. I know it. I've been there. We go through it to this day sometimes Mm -hmm. where we go through a week where it's just rough. We have a different situation now in our marriage. We could have a crappy week, but we get behind these microphones and we talk it out. We talk with you guys. It doesn't go more than a week. Mm-hmm. And, and in this house, it, you know, we, we have to communicate. We just believe in it. We make it happen. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are our therapy. We've talked about it time and time again. And it's, it's a gift that I wish you all would, take advantage of um you know not that I'm saying everybody needs to podcast but you know when all of the experts and everybody say you need to sit down and you need to make communication a priority in your marriage we are living proof that it makes a difference Mm -hmm. because being behind these microphones and having a dedicated time every week where we sit down and unpack whatever the baggage is that we've packed that week, whether it's, you know, frustrations with the kids, discipline issues, financial issues, emotional issues, we're wrestling with decisions. You know, we all come with our stuff. You've got to make the time and the effort to unpack all of that junk together. You're in a marriage. You can't do it by yourself. It takes two. Mm -hmm. You know, and so this week, maybe you just pinpoint one or two things that you've been carrying around that your spouse is not aware of. And I challenge you this week to start unpacking that suitcase. To, To say to your spouse, you know what, there's something I've been holding on to that I need to share with you. You know, I, I need to, we need to work through this because I, 
you're so important to me that the fact that I'm, I'm allowing this to impact our marriage, probably not fair, but I'm going to need your help to work through this. Mm -hmm. You guys can do this. You can unpack your suitcase and you don't have to be asking, Oh, what's still left in my suitcase? You know, pack it with good things. Pack it with great communication and with, you know, being on the same page financially and having an awesome sexual intimacy and having, you know, being on the same page spiritually, you know, that's a fun suitcase to carry around. In fact, it doesn't even feel like you're carrying anything, but it's laid the foundation for a solid, extraordinary marriage to move forward. When you've got all the weights in there, all the junk, all the crap, all the downers, that suitcase wears a ton, weighs a ton, and you can't move forward when you've got so many burdens weighing you down. Yep. So unpack it this week. That's it. You guys, thank you so much. We love you. Have a fantastic week, and make sure to uh, check out all those books you can get. All right. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.